You're listening to Pipes, Pours, and Pals. I'm your pal, Justin. And I'm your pal, Nate. How you doing today, buddy? Fantastic, brother. How you doing? Man, so good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a good weekend. Uh, had a decent week at work this week, and my brother and his wife and uh, their twins came to town. Nice. From Nashville, Indiana. They came oh, up here to visit. That's awesome. Yeah. So my uh, my little baby twin niece and nephew, they're not identical. Mm-hmm. That's a science thing. They're fraternal. Yeah. I didn't realize. I mean, I should have realized that, but usually when they're different sexes, yeah, they can't be identical twins. I don't think. I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I, I think there's like. I think it's a science thing. I think to be identical, you, it requires you to be the same sex. Otherwise, you're not identical. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Th- I think that's true. I, I mean, know. I don't want to start any fights, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> But yeah, they came to town and uh, my other brother and his wife and their two boys came down uh, to town and they hung at my parents' house all weekend and I'm all kitted out. I'm, uh, I love my nieces and nephews, but uh, well, my niece and nephews. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad that they're going home. I bet your parents enjoyed it though. <laughs> I think they, I, I know they enjoyed it, but I, I also think that they're glad that all the kids are going home. Yeah, I think that's how my my parents get when all the grandkids come over too. Not my 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 daughter. You know, no, I mean? of course she's perfect. They would take her for yeah. ever. They would love her. Yeah, she's an absolute princess. But all of my other nieces and nephews, yeah. my nephews, rotten as apples. Oh, they're the worst. They're just awful. I'm just kidding. They're awesome. But um, actually, Saturday was we celebrated my dad's 80th birthday. 80 years old. Yeah, my dad's old. 80. 80. Holy moly. My dad was 43 when I was born. Wow. You trying to wow. do math in your head? Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So um it's what's really crazy is you know, I've worked in the medical field for the majority of my adult life. And when I go to draw someone's blood or or meet somebody and they're like in their 70s and they look like garbage. Yeah. I'm always like, my dad looks so much better than you. And <laughs> like, I I always use my dad as a frame of reference for what people should be like. But he's healthy as an ox. Yeah. He still gardens constantly. He's He has a, an online antiquing business he's been doing for since he retired. So for 15 years now. Man. Called Papa Joe's Antiques on eBay. Papa Joe's Antiques. Yeah, he goes to... Uh, Go buy go, yourself some nice antiques. Yeah, you get some plates or he goes to auctions and... Stuff like that and gets uh, glassware and different types of plates and stuff, toys, and sells them on, on the old internets. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And he gardens and cans. My dad makes literally the best jalapeno jelly you'll ever have in he, your entire he life. He does. It's pretty good. And he makes a zucchini relish. That The recipe says it's an Italian zucchini relish, so I don't know if Jay's ever had it or anything like it, but... I cannot eat a bratwurst or a hot dog or a sausage without that on it. Sausage? Or a sausage without that on it because it's so good. It's fantastic. That's awesome. 80 years old. 80 years old, man. Congrats, Pops. Yeah. He's kicking. I bought him uh, some slippers and a nice little outfit. 
as you would want as, as an 80 year old man. Yep. You gotta look dapper, but you also love slippers. It's true. I hope when I'm 80 that I'm enjoying a good pair of slippers. I hope I'm alive at 80. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't hope I'm alive at 80. I hope I'm alive at 80. I don't know how good my quality of life will be at 80. Well, if it's anything like my dad's, I would love to be alive at 80. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I work in the nursing home business. There's a lot of people. I'm just like, I don't want to live that long. Or be in that condition. In that state. Yeah. 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 I would never. I would never put my dad in a nursing home. I would never put anyone I loved in a nursing home. <laughs> some, some of them aren't that bad. I know. That's true. I've worked in a few that are good. Yeah. Um, There's some really good ones out there. But there There's also, also a, a plethora. That's the word. Plethora. A plethora of, of awful ones. Really bad ones. Yeah. 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 There was one in, I was reading recently about one in Louisville that uh, was shut down by the feds. And the article literally said that they had rats the size of cats. Holy cow. Once again, American an American measurement. <laughs> rats the size of cats. Yeah. And like they had like named the rats. Like the staff jokingly were giving the rats names. Anyway, this is a really depressing yeah, I'm direction. Depressed. Yeah. Let's talk about something else. So my yes. dad's doing good. Good. That, that's where that story was going. And so my whole family got together. So I got to see all my nieces and nephews. That's awesome. And uh, everybody got to see my little baby girl. Awesome. Yeah. She's so sweet. She's it, such a princess. You know, there was a lot of wows that were just thrown around about your dad being 80. And rightfully so, because that's a really wow-worthy age. Right. But uh, a good friend of mine sent me something this week that I think fits perfectly there. Yeah. Because we kept saying, Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Owen Wilson has made around $217.8 million from his movies. That's a lot of millions of dollars. He's famous for his wow. That's right. He averages around, around 3,500 uh, words per movie in 47 movies. And that's about $1,324 per word. Wow was 102 of those words. Wow. Wow. Owen Wilson has made roughly $135,000 from saying the word, <laughs> wow. Good for him. Wow. Wow. That's how he says it. It's more like, wow. It's actually a pretty good Owen Wilson impression. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's not hard to say, wow. But to say it with that, the, the, the nasal, in the nasally the right way, yeah. Oh. I can't do it. Oh, wow. That's, that's Wally. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Wow. I can't. I wow. Can't. See, that's a pretty good Owen Wilson. I can't do it, man. <laughs> I cannot do Owen Wilson. <laughs> what can I say? I, do, I have a really nasally voice. <laughs> I mean, you've had your nose broken. It's true. I've had plastic surgery on my nose and all that, and it didn't work. And now it's crooked. It's That's probably why you're the so The worst class. The worst. He has a pretty funky nose, too. He has a horrible nose. I mean... In the best way. I'm not going to deny that I may or may not be Owen Wilson. <laughs> but nobody's ever seen me and Owen Wilson in the same place. That is 100% true. Never. Yeah. I can guarantee you no one has ever seen me and Owen Wilson in the same place. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. I'm glad you had a great week. Glad you got to spend time with your dad. Yeah, it was nice. How's your brother doing? 
he's doing better. He's doing pretty good. Um, he was there. He uh, drove his truck there. You know what I mean? So we had like a little wheelchair for him and everything when he got there. He loaded him out. And, but he's able to get around with his cane and everything. He's doing pretty good, honestly. He's doing good. Um, I, it was re- good to see him. He got, they had like a, uh, a vacuum sealed like dressing bandage over his suture. And he had that where they were like, it was basically because they're so worried about infection for like six weeks. He has to do IV antibiotics. Okay. And they had this vacuum sealed uh, over his suture to try to make sure nothing got in there. Yeah. And he just got that removed. So he's able to like wear pants and be a normal person again. Yeah. Wearing pants. That's, that's always a good thing. Yeah. No one wants to go around with no pants on. Right. So he's not allowed to wear pants. Mostly like basketball shorts. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, okay. I thought you like he was just walking around like that, like, like Winnie the Pooh with just a shirt but no pants on. <laughs> I was going to say Donald Duck, but the same thing. Yeah, yeah, Donald Duck, yeah. Dressed like a sailor, but wearing no pants. Right. No, he's allowed to wear shorts, but oh, he just couldn't okay. like, because pants would like affect the, the hose and everything. Yeah. Because it had like a drainage hose and everything on it to make sure it was being flushed, I guess. I honestly don't know. This is getting gross, Nate. Yeah. He's doing good. That's that's the moral <laughs> of the story is he's doing he's doing much better. We're still, you know, we're still praying and and uh he's still taking the antibiotics. So good. obviously he's not out of the woods, but um everybody seems to be very hopeful. There's been a lot of people uh reaching out and encouraging and saying that they, you know, they got their your brother in their thoughts and prayers and all that. Yeah, and I, you know, this community, we've said it before, but this community is so amazing. Yeah. You know, people being so uh, just nice, generous, thoughtful. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you don't have to reach out to people, but it doesn't take much to reach out to someone and it means a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So absolutely. It is very much appreciated. So thank you to everybody that's been reaching out. I, I have responded, I believe, to every single person um, personally, but it's just really nice of people to show their support. Yeah. That's actually reminds me of something that I was listening to the pipe and tamper episode today. Jay's uh, two year anniversary on pipe and tamper. They did that episode. Yep. Congratulations, Jay. <clears throat> yes. Uh, congrats, Jay. Um, but thing that Jay said, one of the questions that he was asked was, um, you know, it was asked a couple different times about the pipe community. And he said, we should have our own zip code that it's very community oriented. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, he said, I really believe that you could go to the Hamptons and you could have a $10 million house on one side, a $3 million house next lot over. And in between them, you could have some little shant sea shanty or sea little shack thing, not a sea shanty. Cause then you'd be singing ho hum and away we ride and, and everyone would have a blast. Yeah. Everyone have a blast, but there's a little, like a, like a shed, you know, yeah. little sea shack. And he said, I really believe that if each of those people that lived in all three of those houses were pipe smokers, that they'd have a grand old time smoking with each other. For sure. And I was like, man, that's a really good way of putting it because, you know, at Chicago, there's a whole host of people from different walks of life, from different socioeconomic backgrounds. And I literally sat down and smoked with a senator. Yeah. And shared whiskey and a pipe with him. Yeah. I mean, it's the most random group of people. It is. (laughs) But they're, I mean... It's just glorious, man. It's fantastic. Yeah. I, uh, it's a, 
the pipe community is so diverse and rarely do you, I mean, are you, you'll have some bad apples. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. That J guy, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, so you'll have bad apples, but, um, by and large, like just the community that's built around the pipe world. It's just amazing, man. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. But anyway, what you got going on here soon? You're going to be gone next week. Oh yeah. So a couple of years ago, I did the same thing. Um, it was my wife. One of my wife's best friends was getting married and her husband had a bachelor party and he invited a bunch of people and I ended up going and I didn't know him very well. Um, but we went, I went camping in West Virginia and, uh, we had a really good time. And at the end of it, the heat and everybody was basically like, we should just do this every year. Like it was just a bunch of guys getting together and having fun together and kind of just camping in the mountains and not worrying about anything. It's an adventure park. So white water, white water rafting, uh, paintball, they have ATVs, they have hiking, they have trails. Like there's all kinds of, all kinds of stuff you can do. And so they went at, they went last year. I couldn't go cause my daughter was born. Um, and I needed the PTO, but I'm going again this year. We're leaving, um, Tuesday this coming week. I'm actually kind of bummed about it. Um, it's going to be a good time, but I'm bummed because Saturday, the 29th of July, they're having that get together at Smitty's, um, Smitty's car lounge. I believe it's outside the Atlanta or in the Atlanta area in Georgia. And when we were at Mule Town, Dave Shane came up and talked to me and was like, hey, we're doing another Smitty's event this weekend, July 29th. He wanted us to come out there. And I was like, we will definitely try, you know, see what would happen. But it ends up being that this camp out that same weekend. So we're not going to be able to go. But there's going to be a lot of people there. It's going to be awesome. John David Cole's doing um, an exhibit on... I want to say it's Chacombe. Might not be Chacombe. It's some pipe company. I have no idea. So anyway, so John David Cole is doing a um, like a an seminar seminar on a certain pipe company, and then uh, Neil Osborne is actually doing um, a seminar on how to smoke plugs and like uh, ropes. So he's going to demonstrate how to cut up plugs or ropes and how to smoke them and how to enjoy them for people. I mean, that's something that I didn't know at all. And I still don't really know very well. Um, I know there's different ways you can do it and I haven't done it. I've never smoked a rope ever, but I've smoked a plug a couple of times like uh, Peterson's perfect plug and jackknife plug and stuff like that. But, Mm -hmm. um, so that was something I really wanted to go to. They got some great rates on hotel rooms. So if anybody listening has any free time on the 29th and you want to go to Alabama or to Georgia, if you want to go to Georgia, Alabama, Alabama. No, if you want to go to Georgia. Yeah. So if anybody has any free time, this, uh, the 29th of July, they're doing the Smitty's at Smitty's, Smitty's cigar lounge. It's a pipe event. Um, and unfortunately we're not going to make it, but just around the corner is the NASPC pipe show in columbus ohio that's going to be friday 18th um of august friday august 18th from five to nine and then saturday august 19th from nine to five they flip it there it's completely free to get in which is cool 
cool. I love free. You love free. Free is one of my favorite things. Yeah. You like free whiskey. You like free tobacco. You like free beer. Yeah. Free is good. Yeah. Actually, um, Jay mentioned on again on their show today that free tobacco is your favorite tobacco. And just so happens that you got your favorite tobacco on their show today. Yeah. I, I, I haven't had a chance to listen because I have been so incredibly swamped today. It turns out when you have a baby and the baby makes friends with other babies that you have to go to birthdays and stuff. Yes. Are they actually friends? How how does that work when your child is not even a year old? Do they actually have friends? You know, it's kind of weird because it's like, are they actually friends or does she just recognize him? But if you put those two in the nursery together with seven other kids, they crawl to each other and they just play together and they ignore everybody else. They're friends. We have so many pictures of them at the nursery at church where they're both like holding onto like a cart and pushing it around together. And there's all kinds of babies around. And these two, they're just, they just seem like they're really good friends. They could be enemies too. You got to keep your enemies close. Yeah. And they could both just want that cart. That Maybe they're fighting over it. We thought they were just playing, but yeah. really they're fighting. They could be mortal enemies. Oh my goodness. They could From be. From birth. What a great arc. Yes. I love where this is going. <laughs> like they're both plotting each other's demise in, in baby talk. Oh, for sure. My wife keeps talking about she's going to enroll her in gymnastics as soon as it's possible, but I'm going to go to jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she can beat the tar out of this kid. Yes. Submit him into a chokehold. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I had to go to this kid's birthday <laughs> today after. So we went to church. We went to the birthday. We had to go grocery shopping. So I've just been swamped. But I'm definitely going to be listening to the Pipe and Tampers episode tomorrow morning on my way to work and then throughout the day. Oh, you'll be so surprised because I've spoiled everything for you. Well, that's that's okay. But I had to because, you know, I'm a good listener of theirs. And so I listened to it when it came out. And we were, you know, we needed to talk about it this episode because it'd be really rude if we just went and recorded the episode and then didn't acknowledge that they read things on air from me and they played your voice on air and then offered you free tobacco. And we were just like, not good enough to be talked about on our show. Well, what's the tobacco? What I win? What are they giving me? Did I win? Oh man. Was it a contest? Yeah. You're so engaged with that, man. <laughs> I just heard him put out the call. Yeah. Like leave a, leave, you know, he could leave a message or you could leave a voice memo. And I thought I could leave a message. I could just like, I mean, I could just text out a, a question to Jay, but I had a genuine question that had been burning in my heart for a long time that I wanted to ask Jay. Yeah. And I thought, why rob them of the opportunity to hear my voice? So I. <laughs> I mean, my nipples got hard when your, when your voice came across their episode. I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's a San Espresso, right? Yes. Which I absolutely love, so I'm very excited. Yeah, and actually, Jay said, it's Nate's favorite tobacco. And I thought, I don't think St. Espresso is his favorite tobacco. And he's like, it's free tobacco. <laughs> oh, man, he knows Nate too well. It's true. No, we love Mike and Jay. We love that show. They're good people. It's a good show. It is, yes. But Sorry, uh, I'm over here smoking, because this week, you know, we got our blend. We told people we were going to be smoking. Oh, man. We're smoking Bankside, and we're drinking Wild Turkey Kentucky Spirit Single Barrel. I've never had this before, mm-hmm. and I'm really digging it, man. It's pretty good. I have a little bit of a cold going on, like an allergy thing. Mm. Keep sneezing. It's all these... Got the Rona? No. Like it rained, 
mm-hmm. a, a bit, mm-hmm. like a lot. And so then everything started blooming again. I went on my porch yesterday. My wife has a bunch of like zucchini and, and different squashes and stuff planted in pots on our back porch. Mm-hmm. Like hundreds of flowers. And I walked out there and I was like, oh, this is nice. And then I'd start sneezing like crazy. <laughs> so um, that being said, I'm having a, it's, I'm having more of a difficult time tasting and smelling things, but I'm really enjoying this. Good. I'm really enjoying it too. I, I've not had it yet. This is the first bowl I've had. I'm smoking this out of a Joe Hinkle pipe that I got at Mealtown this year. Man, that is... Or no, not Mealtown, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, I eyed this pipe. I walked by his table probably two dozen times. And... um I don't know. I just, I kept, I wanted it, but I didn't want to blow all my money. And so I just kept walking around the show and walking around the show. And I kept thinking of this pipe in the back of my head and, uh, right. Like literally he started to tear down his table and I went back and it's still sitting there. And I was like, now's my time to get it. Cause I can never get it again. If I don't get it now, mm-hmm. it's not like he lives in Indiana or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Um, he does live in Indiana. Yeah. He's in Lafayette. Yeah. Um, but it is like a squat tomato. It's a real short, like four, four and a half inch squat tomato um, with this like pinkish eight swirl SEM. Stunning. It's absolutely stunning. It's sandblasted. That sandblast is incredible on that. The rings and everything that get pulled out there. Yeah. It's got some like 320 vibes to it, like mini 320 vibes to it. Oh yeah, you're right. Almost like that little author shape. Yeah. But definitely squat tomato. Definitely clinchable, unlike a 320. Yeah. You can clinch a 320, but they're like, that's like hanging a brick out of your mouth. I This is it. very clinchable. It's a good looking pipe and it looks good on you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, for sure. Short and stubby, just like I am. <laughs> what are you smoking this out of? I'm enjoying this out of uh, a pipe I've smoked on here at least once before, but it's from uh, Archer Pipes. It's just a straight little pot. Um, it's rusticated all around. He left it smooth above the bowl and then a little smooth right before the stem. But, uh, it's almost reminiscent of a Levat. Like it's getting close to Levat territory. Yeah. But uh, the pot's just a little too potty, uh, to, to, to call it's it a, a Levat. potty pipe. Yeah. But I love this pipe. It is such a good smoker. Archer pipes on Instagram. You can find them on there. Um, he's always got pipes available. Really good guy. Nathan Archer is his name. He has a great name. It kind of has like some chunky Dublin vibes too. A little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't smoke this pipe enough, to be honest with you. I, I, As I was smoking this earlier, I thought, man, this is such a good pipe. I, I need to smoke this pipe more. Same with this pipe. Yeah. <laughs> I was just telling Nate before we got on air, I was like, this is the second time I've smoked this pipe. It's such a great little pipe. I forget about it. Like, I forget I have it. It's a good problem to have. I mean, you know, I've, well, I've got a lot of great pipes. Yeah. Likewise. To be fair, though. To be fair. To be fair. Um, that was Letterkenny reference. Of course. I just want to let them know that. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I, I, this pipe just screams like English blends to me. Oh yeah, and that nice wide bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, whether it's proper or not for me, I like to not have English 
blends. I like to have English blends and dedicated pipes. I don't want to taste Latakia when I don't want to taste Latakia. I'm the same way. Um, regardless of what people say, like, you know, you, that was part of your question today uh, on Pipe and Tamper was having, you know, your pipes segregated for, you know, English versus aromatics versus, you know, Virginia's whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they're both of the mindset that doesn't matter. To me, I have noticed that I can taste Latakia when I go and I smoke something that's not a, not a Latakia blend after it. Yeah. Um, so this one I set aside for Englishes. The only other bowl I've had out of it is um, Bowser's Castle Level 2 that Quinn uh, made. From the Country Squire. Country Squire, yeah. Yeah, it's delicious blend. I love that blend. But yeah, that's the other blend. That's the only other blend I've had out of this. And I... I don't smoke a ton of Englishes, so that's part of the reason also that I haven't smoked this pipe a whole lot. Especially this time of year. Yeah. I like Englishes when it's cold. Yeah. So it's been really scorching hot around here. Basically since Chicago, it's just been hot here. But this blend, though, it honestly is... I like it. Everything I thought it would be. Um, More... So this blend is Bankside, and it's from GL Peace. That's Greg Landry Peace. It is manufactured by Cornell and Deal. The blend type is a Virginia. This is according to TobaccoReviews.com. It is contents are Kentucky, Latakia, Perique, and Virginia. There is no flavoring. It is a broken flake cut, and it comes in a two-ounce tin. It got a pretty good review overall on the website and I think that's fitting because I genuinely I really like this blend I'm enjoying it first bowl I'm not even halfway through it so I mean again we know absolutely nothing not for sure (laughs) nothing we have no grounds to say whether you should or shouldn't try a blend because who are we to say I like it I think we were afforded an, am- an amazing opportunity to be able to try so many different blends. Oh, 100%. And yeah. I'm super excited about that. And this is one I've been wanting to try. But I have so much tobacco on the shelf, I shy away from buying new things. No, I'm with you, though. I Honestly, like, when this came out, you know, there are some people that get the tins, like, in advance before the, the blend drops. Yeah. Those yeah. lucky people. <laughs> but uh, when this dropped, I was very intrigued. And I believe when um, Jay reviewed Jay Furman on Instagram reviewed it, he said that you could taste a Latakia in it, but that it was very much of a, a Virginia blend. And that intrigued me a lot because I do love Virginias, but I believe this was still in colder weather when this dropped. And I was thinking a good Virginia with a little bit of Latakia in it might be just the spot, but I feel like every component in this blend kind of shines through at different points. So right up front, I get, I get some Virginias. I get that little like, hay mm-hmm. vegetal sweetness. I'm picking up a little bit of the smokiness from the Latakia and probably maybe some of the dark fired from that, in that smokiness too. And then I'm also getting like that dark fruit kind of flavor from the Perique. See, that's the part I'm not getting a whole lot of. The Perique? Yeah, I'm not getting that hardly at all. Um, I'm getting a lot of the hay, 
grass, straw. Like the the flavors I'm getting, I'm like it's like as if I had um walked through a field that had been burnt and like I picked a blade of grass out and it still would have that little bit of a char taste lingering on it, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from it. I don't get a whole lot of sweetness. I'm mean, it's more like grassy hay type Virginias. But that little spit of smokiness coming through on it is nice. Yeah. I get a little like a little bit of the sweetness right at the very beginning, like just on the tip of my tongue. But like you said, obviously this is just like a first impression and yeah. in no way is it a review. But this is a blend that I would definitely want to pick up a tin of and give it some more time. Yeah, me too. I think I'll pick up a tin of it. I'd like to break it down a little bit more. Break it down now. I keep getting little hints of the Latakia, and it, it just brings like a whole new layer to it that I really find enjoyable. I think I, I think a, a, a tin, it would be worth smoking a tin of this for sure. Onions have layers. Parfaits have layers. I love parfaits. You know what else has layers? What's that? Ogres have layers. Mm. Mm. Ogres do have layers. Do they? Dude. Oh, you're up to something. I don't okay. like this, man. So I found... <laughs> well, here we go. He's tying it in. I found this fan theory. <laughs> oh, here we go. A fan theory. So everybody knows I love conspiracy theories because yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. But I found this fan theory this week. Sorry, guys. We couldn't even make it one episode without one. I am so intrigued by this because... Please tell me you're not going to ruin Shrek for me. I'm not going to ruin Shrek for you. Shrek, the series of Shrek, is... It is a cinematic masterpiece. I wholeheartedly agree. I think Shrek is one of the best movie, well-rounded movies that's ever been made. It is appealing to children... And it is incredibly appealing to adults. It's true. It Keep your feet off the grass. Don't forget <laughs> to wipe your face. <laughs> it is incredible. It's, it, it, it's so well thought out, so well written. And the funny thing about Shrek, people in Pixar back in the day, when, like, when they were making movies and stuff. I'm just waiting for you to ruin this for me. This isn't even part of the fan theory. Okay. So back in the day when people were making animated movies, if they messed up or if they weren't doing well, they weren't pulling their weight, they just sent them away to Shrek. Like it was a place where people went who weren't doing a good job. Okay. <laughs> and I think that's funny because it became one of the most popular animated movies in the history of animated movies. Yeah, it's... If I, I read a statistic. I, I'm just pulling this out of my rear right now because I don't have this in front of me, but I read a statistic about what it did at the box offices was oh, like yeah. astronomical. But anyway, it was super popular. So one of the things that's so great about Shrek is he's green. As I relight my pipe. Is a dad bod? For sure, yeah, but The intricate detail that they go in with the fantasies, the fairy tales. Mm-hmm. So like at the beginning of Shrek. Not my buttons. Not my gumdrop buttons. Right. At the beginning of Shrek, they're going through and they have like a whole line of fairy tale creatures. They're rounding them up. They're putting them in cages. They're getting them out of the swamp. 
Yeah. So, or they all go to the swamp because they're trying to capture them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I know what you meant. So, basically, every character in Shrek is a famous fairy tale character, right? Yes. They're all well-known. Ogres are well-known fairy tale characters. You have the different princesses. You have the, the three bears. You have the three blind mice. You have, you have Pinocchio. You have Pinocchio, right? Yeah. You have the... Uh, wolf that's dressed as grandma. Exactly. There are so many fairy tales. Little Red Riding Hood. There's so many fairy tales. Stiltskin. Exactly. Right? Mother Goose. What's Donkey from? Uh, Name me a single fairy tale that has a donkey in it. Well, I, I don't know. But now that you ask that question, the only talking donkey I know of is from a Bible story. Well, that's true, but that's not the only donkey that you know. Okay, so there was a fairy tale a long time ago about a donkey that got sold. Um, he was cursed. It was, a, it was a prince of a little boy that was cursed to be a donkey. Okay. And then he got sold to another kingdom or whatever, married off to a, a lady, and it turns out that he wasn't a donkey. He was actually a little boy in, in a donkey suit. So we don't think that that's actually donkey because that is a fairy tale that's you've never heard of it. No one's ever heard of that fairy tale. It's 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 like one of those grim fairy tales no one's ever heard of. They never made a movie about it. Whatever. Yeah. But you mentioned Pinocchio. Yes. In the movie Pinocchio, oh. they go little boys, bad boys, go to a little island called Pleasure Island. Yes. And once they're there, they turn into donkeys. Oh my goodness. So I heard a fan theory that Donkey is a donkey that escaped from Pleasure Island from Pinocchio. And the first time you actually see Donkey in Shrek, he's in line behind Pinocchio. So Man. in Pinocchio, they go to Pleasure Island, they have fun, they slowly turn into donkeys, right? Uh-huh. So in Shrek, I believe it's Shrek the Third, they're walking along. And he's with Puss, Puss in Boots and Shrek. And there's a point in time when they're walking on the road and Donkey says he's starting to have flashbacks of wedgies and swirlies. <laughs> well, donkeys wouldn't get wedgies and swirlies, right? But little boys would. It's true. Okay. So then shortly, Puss in Boots right after that comments and says, donkeys don't wear clothes. So that's your first kind of clue. Then shortly after that, Donkey and Puss in Boots switch bodies. And Donkey is now the cat, and Puss in Boots is the donkey. And Puss in Boots starts to talk as the donkey, and he inadvertently puts out a hee-haw, like a hee-haw, like a donkey noise. Yeah. And Donkey says, oh, you'll learn to control that over time. <laughs> Indicating that he had to learn to control it eventually. And if you go back and look on Pleasure Island, there was a character named Lampwick, and he completely transforms into a donkey with Pinocchio. And as he's talking, he has these hee-haws that keep popping out in his sentences. But he's fully donkey, but speaking, right? Mm. So when the donkeys can talk, there's even a scene where they're they're because the whole point of Pleasure Island is they turn these little the bad boys, they turn the bad boys into donkeys, and then they sell them into the salt mines. So if the donkeys come out 
and they can still speak, which is a scene where Donkey tries to leave and he can still talk. He goes, what's your name, little boy? And he's like, I'm Charlie. And he's like, back to the island. And he throws him back into the Pleasure Island because they don't let the donkeys leave unless they can't talk. Mm. But there are fully donkeys that are able to speak, right? Now, here's the other thing. If you look at all of the donkeys that are in Pinocchio on Pleasure Island, they are all of the same species of donkey, and they have two color combinations. There's different species of donkeys? There are 140 different species of donkeys. Why do you know that? Because I did a little research on this. <laughs> so there are 140 different species of donkeys. And in Pinocchio... I think it's funny that you are a medical researcher. You spend that time playing ping pong and researching in depth things about how many species of donkeys they are. But isn't this nuts, though? Like, donkey is a kid from Pinocchio's world who turned into a donkey at Pleasure Island. Allegedly. So, on this Pleasure... This one's actually pretty intriguing, man. On Pleasure Island, there are two types of donkeys. There are gray gray donkeys with black mane and tail or there are brown donkeys with a with a dark mane and tail same species different color types so out of the 140 species of donkeys donkey and shrek happens to be the the same species that is portrayed in pinocchio on pleasure island and the first time you meet donkey he's in line behind pinocchio in the swamp i'm telling you I think Donkey is a little boy who got turned into a donkey, and that's why he's depressed. And he even talks about there's a point in time when he's walking with them, and they ask him about what happened in the past, and he's like, "Some things are better left forgotten," and that he just like he doesn't want to talk about his past at all because he was a bad little boy who got turned into a donkey, and that's what I think is true. I this is one fan theory that I wholeheartedly believe after looking into it. Oh my goodness, I think I believe that too now. Seriously, it's crazy, right? And I feel like they need to come out with another Shrek story about how Donkey is no longer, a, you know, no longer a donkey anymore. You know how, like with with Fiona, they did like this back and forth between human ogre, human ogre, human ogre. Yeah, they should definitely capitalize on this. I mean, D Shrek has made, I mean, like like billions of dollars. They should just do the Fast and the Furious thing and just keep going. Just just keep going. Oh, yeah. Just, what are they on, like, number, like, 15 of Fast and the Furious now? Yeah, but just make it all about family. Yeah. <laughs> you don't turn your back on family. Yeah. And so then it just gets, a, a, like, even increasingly weirder. So now Donkey's a human again, but he's still married to a dragon. Right. And they have Donkey-Dragon hybrid children. <laughs> yes. That are now being raised by a human boy. Man. <laughs> But then they mysteriously change back to humanoids. Oh, man. But then they have. But now they're half dragon, half human. <laughs> and they have to be raised by Shrek because Donkey's a terrible boy. <laughs> like, that's why he became a donkey in the first place. And once he gets his humanness back, he just abandons his He becomes children. an absentee father. Yeah. <laughs> Starts selling meth at <laughs> carnivals. I think he got something here. I think this is a great way to go. Then the then is Donkey's wife, the dragon. She's now a single mother on welfare system to try and take care of her little half human, half dragon, dragon babies. <laughs> yeah. 
we took this really dark path. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how, how we got there, but I still think that it's the only reference to donkeys in any known fairy tale. I really think that's what he is. Interesting. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, how did we get on this topic? I don't know. This tobacco has layers. This tobacco has layers. <laughs> oh, man. See, I have to stop quoting movies because then it just reminds Nate of things. It's true. Yeah. That's always... You always end up like... You didn't ruin it in this case, but you... Typically, I'll say something. I'll quote a movie. Mm-hmm. And then you take and you have to crush my soul. Like with Haggard being a Death Eater. Yeah. Well... You know, sometimes... Which was a really compelling argument. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying, is sometimes the truth is difficult to swallow, but it doesn't make it less true. You know what else is difficult to swallow? This wild turkey Kentucky spirit. It's rough. It is hot. It is hot. It is a very, very spicy 101. Holy smokes. I've had some... Whiskeys that were over 100 proof that uh, that weren't this aggressive on the old uh, spiciness. The yeah, Wild Turkey 101 isn't that spicy. No, no, no. Wild Turkey 101 is heavenly. Delicioso. Muy delicioso. This one, honestly, it's, it's not. It's really good. It's not bad. Yeah, it's it. Please don't take this as a. A negative necessarily. No, it's really, really good. It's really good. Um, I, I'll say it again. It's really good. It is just so dang hot. Like literally, it made my eyes water a few minutes ago. And the, I haven't had a whiskey like that in a while. The very first sip of it, I looked at you and I go, "What is the proof on this?" Yeah. Because <laughs> it lit me up. Yeah. But uh, it's really hard to like pull out notes because you just taste like you just taste sweet and heat. And I don't know if this is because I was smoking Bankside, but I just took a sip of it and I got a pretty good, like almost coffee kind of a flavor from it. But I am picking up a lot of sweetness and a lot of uh, almost almost like a nutty a nuttiness going nuttiness on to it. That's nutty. It. I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about. Obviously, I don't. I, I know I like bourbon. And I know I like pretty much everything from Wild Turkey. Almost everything, yeah. With the exception of Long Branch. Yes, yeah, That's for you, Riley. Riley, yeah. <laughs> Riley loves Long Branch. I need to send him the rest of this bottle. Mm-hmm. Like fly in the face of the United States Postal Service and just send him this, the rest of this bottle. Because neither one of us really liked it. I don't know if I'm enough of a rogue to do that, though. Riley, come to a pipe show that I'm at. And let me know ahead of time and I'll bring you this bottle. Yeah, come to Columbus, Riley. We know you're on the road and you're going to be in Washington. Yeah. But just drive your happy butt from Washington to Columbus, Ohio <laughs> for this half a bottle of Long Branch. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the pleasure of our meeting, company. You know, yeah, meeting us in person. Obviously, that goes with us. And Jay's company. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jay's yeah. going to be at Columbus. Mm-hmm. At least I have it on really good authority that he is. He says he's not going to be there, but I refuse to believe him. I've heard from many people that he's going to be there. Yeah, me and you. Yeah, and me. Yeah, and you. Yeah, and you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be there. It's going to be fun. 
I can't wait to see him. I'm super excited about it. And, and Mark's going to be there. Mark D. Yeah. Not Mike D. Not Mike D. No. That's from the Beastie Boys. I love the Beastie Boys so much. <laughs> Wearing that shirt, you seem like a Beastie Boys fan. Dude, I love the Beastie Boys. I was actually in a bar one time and I put the Beastie Boys on, uh, on the jukebox. Yeah. Shooting some pool. And this guy walked over to me and he was like, what do you know about the Beastie Boys? And I was like, ah, I love the Beastie Boys. And that's the end of that story. That's the- <laughs> That's how much I love him. I play it on a jukebox. <laughs> so a biker tried to pick a fight with you about the Beastie Boys, and you were just like, listen, Mr. Biker, I love the Beastie Boys. End of story. Nothing else happened? That's all that happened. He was like, all right. All right. And then I ate some beef stew. At a bar. <laughs> There's a bar in Indianapolis called the Mouse Trap. It's an old hippie bar. Okay. It's actually the best place to shoot pool in Indianapolis because their tables are still only 50 cents, and they have like five tables. Nice. They have great prices on beer, but since the 1970s, they have had the best beef stew you will have anywhere in your life. At a bar. At a bar. They are, like, renowned for it. My brother told this, like, 73-year-old man who was a courier when we worked at the hospital together that we were going to the mousetrap. And this guy was like, I used to go in their 70s. I used to go there in the 70s and eat their beef stew. And Dave was like, that's why we go there. <laughs> the beef stew is incredible. They have hot and then regular. And if you get mild, they give you one scoop of hot and one scoop of regular. It is it is fantastic. They give you bread and butter with it. It's literally, I know this is weird. It's a weird thing to get at a bar. It's an incredibly weird thing to get. Like They have the best beef stew you'll have <laughs> in your entire life. I'm telling you, dude, it's spectacular. Like, well, I think of bar food. I think of like wings. You know, mozzarella sticks. Burgers, tenderloins. Yeah. Yeah, fried stuff. Never beef stew. No, but it, I'm, I'm, I'm literally telling you, we need to go there. It is the best, it is the best, the best beef stew. It's the best beef stew you'll have in your entire life. And we could shoot pool and drink beer. We could also go to Albert's here in town. They have frozen chicken tenders that they will throw into the fryer for you. And on Saturday nights, the pool tables are free. Okay. Well. They have Taco Tuesday, where they make white trash tacos. I'm just saying I'm a huge fan of beef stew. Me, personally, I love beef stew. Is that important to you? Carrots, onions, beef, stew. It's good. Mm. What were we talking about before this? Oh, yeah. Beastie Boys. I love the Beastie Boys. (laughs) I couldn't even tell you one Beastie Boys song. Seriously? No, not at all. Um, Brass Monkey is one of their most famous songs. Brass Monkey. That sounds like a strip club. That funky monkey. Uh, Paul Revere is my favorite Beastie Boys song. They have Intergalactic. They have You Gotta Fight for okay, Your I know that one. to Party. I know that one. Yeah, not a Beastie Boys fan, obviously. Well, Mark D's not in the Beastie Boys. So. No, he... Is a pipe smoker from upstate New York. Yeah. And uh, I think he's going to be uh, at Columbus. I, I made that up, but we're putting he, it out there. He's probably not going to be at Columbus, but if he's not at Columbus, he might definitely maybe he be <laughs> <laughs> at the uh, the Capital Land Pipe Show. Is happening. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's in Albany. 
Yeah, Albany's one number one hit music station. Fly 92.3. Do you think they'll be there covering the pipe show? I highly doubt it. You should get a connection. Oh my. Reunion, man. You got to go to the pipe show, and the Capital Land Pipe Show. And, I would love that so much. get the radio station to be there, and you can do a spot on the radio. They probably don't even remember who you are. The one person that I actually like knew well doesn't work there anymore. So mm-hmm. no one there knows who I am. But I'm sure that legendary sultry voice of yours, it's probably on a wall of fame there. They probably have no idea who you are. They're like, we need to find this guy. <laughs> His voice is so good. They probably hold contests every year to find out who can be the next Nate. They're like, back in 2012, we had a, a guy that worked from midnight to 6 a.m. on Friday nights. <laughs> Legendary voice. We're so sad we lost him. No, but uh, Saturday, September 16th in Albany, New York, they're having the Capital Land Pipe Show. It's from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. It's also free. Um, this is what's actually kind of freaking cool about it is that it's put on by the Polish. Com- it's in the Polish community center. I'm sold. Right. This I literally thought of you because they're having Polish food and Polish beer. Oh, man. And I thought, dude, if I could go to a pipe show where they have Polish beer and pipes. And pierogi. Oh, I. they probably have pierogi. They probably have sausages. If they have that delicious, like German Polish kind of style potato salad. Oh my goodness, it's served warm. It's so good. I love Polish food. I do too. Some kibasa. Oh. Some sauerkraut. Mm, you lost me at that one. Some vodka. I'm not a very good Polak. With the last like, name like Dombrowski, you'd think I would love some sauerkraut. 100%. Nope, not at all. I actually <laughs> hate the smell of it. Oh man, I, I won't kiss love- Mrs. Codger after she's ate it. Mrs. Codger and I need to eat some sauerkraut together sometime. <laughs> Let's be in the living room farting it up. <laughs> I love sauerkraut and potatoes and, and kielbasa and pierogi. I love it all. I've never, I don't think I've ever had a Polish beer. I don't think I have either. But they're going to have it. I like beer. And I like. You are Polish. I am Polish. Yeah. Um, you know, surprisingly, I've not had a whole lot of Polish food in my life. Um, my great grandpa was a little boy when he came over from Poland Mm. and, uh, the heritage didn't get carried on a whole lot. They just adopted like country bumpkin food here in Indiana. Yeah. Cause they moved to Chicago land area. There's a huge Polish community in Chicago. Yeah. But then they quickly migrated to Southern Indiana. Hmm. So not as big, not as big of a Polish population there. But my cousin, they just became coal miners. My cousin, his family is originally from Connecticut. Connecticut. But they're all Polish and he's the one that does the pierogi day. Pierogi. Yeah, I was really disappointed I didn't get an invite to that this year. It got really weird. It's supposed to happen in September, but he was moving. So then he pushed it back to like January and then he pushed it back again. I think it happened in February, but something was going on. We couldn't, I couldn't go. So I didn't invite you. Steve. Yeah. Steve. Come on, Steve. I saw him this week. I've met you once at Nate's wedding reception. And you guys are like best friends. Right. Why didn't I get an invite? Well, I'll get you an invite this year. 
I expect it. We should definitely go. Honestly, I'm not drinking that like nasty Bloody Mary thing though that you. It's crump crumpnik, crumpnik, crumpnik. It's yeah. basically a Bloody Mary, but well, the crumpnik is the alcohol. We made a Bloody Mary with crumpnik. Uh, crumpnik is a Polish uh, alcohol. Mm. It's made with vodka and like peppercorns and like spices. I don't Just give me the vodka. It was terrible. As it's, long as the vodka is made with potatoes, I'm good to go. Do you not like vodka made with anything else? It's less Polish. Ah, uh, if it's made with other things, you know. Yeah. Did you know that vodka? I believe is one of the few alcohols in the world, one of the few distillates in the world that has no rules on what kind of grain or starch you use to make it. You know, I didn't know that, but it makes sense. Yeah, that's why it's so cheap. Because they can use corn, they can use wheat, potatoes, whatever you want to make you, whatever kind of starch you want to use to make it. So what is vodka? It's vodka. Hooch. It's basically toilet hooch. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, I'm sure there are some vodka purists out there, but vodka is basically just moonshine. Hmm. Yeah. Except Americans are really particular about how their moonshine is made and they make it with corn typically. But vodka can be made with anything, from what I understand. It's interesting. Yeah. I know. We're probably going to get a nasty letter from somebody that's a vodka purist. It's like, you're wrong. You're, you, you're giving vodka a bad name. You bourbon drinkers, you know nothing. You know, I, I will have to say, I've had some bad vodka in my life, and I've had some really good vodka in my life. And you can taste the difference, but I don't know what it is. I haven't the foggiest clue. I don't know what the difference is, but I've had vodka before, like just straight vodka. You like Tito's? I like Tito's as a mixer. There's a. Does anybody drink vodka just straight vodka? Oh, yeah. I mean, Russians, but Russians are crazy. Yeah. I'm sure Polish people do too. Maybe. They're they're crazy too. There's a reason there's Polak jokes. Oh, yeah, for sure. We're We're an odd breed. You know, I actually saw this really, really funny thing the other day. There's an old joke that a family guy did where there's, they're in Ireland and all these scientists are talking about the future and they have like flying cars and this guy comes in and they're like, Hey, what do you got there? And he's like, Oh, nothing. McLeod made this beverage in his basement. He calls it whiskey and they all start drinking it. And then they just beat the crap out of each other and destroy the whole town. And that's like the story of Ireland. <laughs> but I looked in the history of Ireland and once whiskey was invented, nothing else got invented for like 200 years, three, 300 years before they ever invented anything else. So the, it's funny because if you look, they invented something like, I mean, multiple things for years, hundreds yeah. of years, they were inventing things. Whiskey gets invented in like the 1500s. And then nothing gets invented until like 1803. The Irish just stayed royally drunk. <laughs> it's literally what happened. They were like, hey, we made whiskey. And they're like, this is the end of it. This is everything. This, this is, is everything. all we need. <laughs> so that makes me like Ireland. Mm-hmm. But they made like the, the lowest of all whiskeys, though. Mm. I'm going to pick a fight here. Irish whiskey is like... The redheaded stepchild of the whiskey world. I feel like we haven't had enough good Irish whiskey to to make that argument. I mean, you always hear people drinking Jameson. 
Jameson's delicious. I like Jameson, but if I had, I mean, Jameson is is good, but I don't know. It's just not. I don't know. Irish whiskey is my least favorite of all the whiskeys. Well, if Jameson's the only Irish whiskey they've really had. I've had proper 12. That was garbage. <laughs> that doesn't even count. Uh, what else have I had? Nothing. You've not had anything else. I have had other things. <laughs> uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. Redbreast? Redbreast is an Irish whiskey, isn't it? I don't know. I have to Google it. I've never had a good Irish whiskey. I mean, Jameson, obviously, but I mean, I've never had like a high-end Irish whiskey, so I couldn't even tell you the name of one. Yeah, Redbreast is a, is a uh, Irish whiskey. I've had that. It's type of Robin. It's got a bird on it. Hmm. Yeah. Like a trout. Like a trout? Oh, you mean because of the beer? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hearkening back to us just making up random things about the catfish that's on your beer. I haven't had a Bell's Too Hearted in a long time. And I this weekend, actually, at my, my dad's birthday, uh, a family friend of ours, um, Mr. Eddie Deacons, we were talking about beers. Mm-hmm. And I told him, my, I got my dad into IPAs. Oh. By introducing him to Bell's Too Hearted. Um, it was the first beer that I drank that got me into IPAs. I feel like it's a gateway drug. <laughs> like if you, <laughs> if you like beers, um, Bell's Too Hearted will get you into the IPA world. So did you get your dad a flannel, that outfit that he was, that you got him? Yeah. Yeah. Short sleeve flannel, yeah. It's a summer flannel. Mm. No, it's definitely not. I got him a uh, a nice uh like Hawaiian shirt. You got him a flannel, some Birkenstocks and like some aviators? No. A beanie too? I bet my dad could grow a killer beard though. I wish he would. Almost almost my entire life my dad has had a mustache. He shaved it off for a couple of years, but you know, we got really off topic. I'm going to bring it full circle. We were talking about the Capital Land Pipe Show. Yeah. Yeah. And we never finished with that because we talked about how it's in Albany and at the Polish Center. And we started down the path of the Polish food. Oh, and yeah. The radio yeah, yeah, station. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we, yeah, were, yeah. we were talking about something pipe related. And we, I mean, we literally went like 15 minutes down the rabbit hole. <laughs> like the old times. You mean, well, you know, like last episode, the old days. Yeah. Exactly a week. This ago. is the this is the brand new pipes pours and pals. We don't get sidetracked anymore. We don't do rabbit trails. Yeah, it's like the lions. This is the brand new lions. This is the brand new pipes pours and pals. Right. We don't do rabbit trails anymore. We haven't since last episode. Right. Yeah. So we have the Capital Land Pipe Show coming up, which we're not going to be at, sadly. No. That's. I think we already said it, but September sixteenth is from eleven a.m. to seven p.m. But. There's a lot of people that are going to be there, though. I think it's put on by the Grey Woody people. Um, I think you are right. I know they're going to be there. I believe they're part of that club that does that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah. But, um, I actually was looking through some... St- so... You should check out their podcast, because they'll tell you all the details that we don't know. That's true. Yeah. Is it the, called the Grey, the Grey Woody, Woody Show? Yeah. Grey Woody Show. Yeah. They were at Chicago they were the guy that i'm i feel like such a jerk right now because i don't know his name but um the gentleman that's affiliated with that show that actually makes pipes 
his, show that actually makes pipes. He's affiliated with the Grey Woody show, but he makes oh. pipes. Like he's yeah, a pipe maker. Yeah, yeah. Um, Eugene Falco makes uncanny yes, material thank pipes. You. My goodness. Uncanny material. Yeah. Super great guy. And his pipes are getting pretty insane. Like They're sweet. He, I told him at the Chicago Pipe Show, I was like, last year I was here and your pipes looked good. But this year, some of that like coral reef looking stuff that he's doing. I think he calls it the Sea Witch. It's, rustication dude it is beautiful yeah, he's got some he's doing some rocking stuff yeah it is really really good looking yeah, check out his stuff i think it's uncannymaterial.com yeah yeah that's right but yeah so, the glow in the dark stems oh yeah 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 killer stuff but uh so they're going to be there um i believe sutliff is going to be there i actually was okay so in the house that i live in my wife owned it for like six years before we got together, seven years before we got together. Um, so when I moved in, all of my stuff went to this, the spare bedroom, like the mm-hmm. guest room. So the entirety of the house is hers. And then I have this guest bedroom that's, that has all of my things in it. So that's the nursery now. So now I'm getting ready, getting rid of all of my things. I have nowhere to put my things now. Mm. So I was going through a lot of my stuff and I found this old, uh, matchbox from the, the pipe shop, the pipe and cigar shop in Albany, New York from the first place I ever bought a pipe back in 2011. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I looked them up online and I was looking through some of their pictures and stuff and it was like, it was literally like jumping back in time. That's awesome. It was really kind of neat, honestly. And it made me so badly want to go to this show. Um, I just want to go back to that pipe shop, man. I, I, it would just be awesome. It was in the um like, Do you remember me? And they but no. No. They would all. never remember me. I asked the guy like a hundred questions about pipe smoking. Yeah. And he just seemed annoyed. Yeah. And then you'd be like, Yeah, I have a I have a pipe smoking podcast. We have tens of listeners. And he'd be like, What's a podcast? Because he was old then. <laughs> that was like twelve years ago. So he's probably dead. But Jeez. uh <laughs> That took a dark turn, but uh, they have that, like a giant humidor. And I remember they used to have this bucket on the top in the humidor that was like, like mislabeled or like messed up cigars. They were like, like high end cigars that were messed up in some way that so they were discounted. And they just threw them in this bucket and I never bought any of those. I just bought the pipes and grape Philly blunts. Mm. Yeah. Grape Philly blunts. Back in the day, man. Only the best for this guy. Yeah. Do you uh, also enjoy some Captain Black Grape? I actually have never had Captain Black Grape, and I regret it with all of my heart and soul. I had a chance to buy a like a tub of it, like a like a twelve ounce tub. Uh-huh. And I passed on it and I have never regretted anything more in my life. I know Cap <laughs> You've never regretted <laughs> anything more in your life. I know Captain Black Grape is a joke and people use it as like the benchmark for what is terrible in this world. But I started smoking grape Philly blunts. I'm sure Captain Black Grape is a step above that. And I just wish I would have bought some just is so it, I could try it. Is it discontinued now? Oh yeah. They haven't made it at least in a year for sure. Really? Yeah. So if anyone has Captain Black Grape, I know the the is it the pig's eye pipe club. Is that what they're called? The out yeah. of a yeah 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 is, in, uh Winston, Minnesota. Minnesota. Those guys, they had a thing where like they, it was like their shame jar. Like if, if I can't remember what they, what he told us, like if they, 
if somebody messed up or made a mistake or whatever, or they lost a bet, they had to smoke out, smoke Captain Black Grape out of this jar. Well, I'll tell you what. If any of our listeners out there have a connection that can get us some Captain Black Grape, we don't want a whole tub of it. We do not no, want a whole no, tub of no, it. No, no, Send us a sample. Reach out to us on Instagram or on email. You can reach out to us at pipespoorsandpals at gmail.com. You can reach... The, uh, the podcast at Pipes, Pours, and Pals on Instagram. You can reach Nate at Indian Nate. You can reach myself, Justin, at The Coffee Pot Codger. But promise, commitment from both of us right now, if we were to get a sample of Captain Black Grape, we will smoke it on air. 100%. I'm not going to smoke it out like my Nate King, one of my Nate Kings or anything like that. <laughs> It'll be out of a cob that I can throw in the trash. We're definitely smoking out of cobs. Uh, but I, I, I will smoke Captain Black Grape. If anybody has a pl- uh, can be our plug and can get us some Captain Black Grape, we'll smoke some. I would forever be in your debt. I think we should make it happen. Somebody out there either has it or knows somebody that has some. We just need two bowls is all we need. Yeah. <laughs> hook, hook a brother up. I'll pay for shipping. You let me know. I'll send you some money. We may quit pipe smoking after that. It's <laughs> done. Like we sell everything. Just just get out of the hobby altogether. We're going to start a cooking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> cooking and conspiracies. Dude, you should 100% be on Mike's other show. The That's so weird. Dude, I didn't realize that he had that other show. Yeah. And I'm going to start listening to it because... Um, Oh, who do we know that was just on it? Oh, Emerson Southernford was yeah. just on an episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to listen to that episode. But uh, I, I read about what it is, and I'm very interested. You would be a great fit for it. I, I'm I'm excited just to listen to it. I think I think it would be, a, I think it's going to be a great, a great source. I think of, Mike said they were looking for uh, another co-host. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'll hit him up. <laughs> Mike. Get get in contact with me, buddy, because I can get excited about some stuff, bud. Did you see that? I sent you a video of people who had videotaped a puckwidgie. Yeah, was that what that was? Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a pretty creepy pic, creepy video. Yeah, these guys were walking along a trail, and they had this like. It, at first, I thought it was like a beaver or a badger or something following them. And they were like, what is this? What is that thing? And then he like stood up on two legs and turned and it was like, oh my God, that's a puckwidgie. He was like trying to jump at him up the hill. Yeah. They were, yeah. I mean, they were all Spanish speaking individuals. Yeah. So I couldn't yeah. understand what they were saying. Might have been a chup- uh, chupacabra. No, no, no. Chupacabra. No. no. It's that's, pretty. It was a pretty grainy video. Yeah, but it was much more not grainy than Bigfoot that I've seen. <laughs> this was much more not grainy. <laughs> Pipes, and puckwudgies. <laughs> but puck, uh, but, but uh, chupacabra is more of like a dog. Yeah. Um, like a blood-sucking shape. dog. Yeah. And this was definitely like a little humanoid badger-looking porcupine thing. Humanoid badger porcupine-looking thing. Yeah. Science. <sighs> oh, man. You and your far-out conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Well, I'm just saying... Donkey was I think a you had boy. a little too much of this Kentucky spirit. You really don't need that much of it. <laughs> no. It is a high proof. It is a high proof. <laughs> I'm a second glass of it, and I'm feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> you okay over there? That reminds me of uh, the pipe uh, Get Pipes recent episode where they were talking about 
us with the sandblasted. They were like, yeah, you should listen to their podcast. It's like a sandblasted every episode every time, except they're not intoxicated. So I messaged Adam <laughs> and I said uh, that we're not uh, not usually intoxicated, I think is what I said, something like that. Yeah. Just sometimes. Just sometimes. Not all the time. I'm I'm really feeling this. This is this stuff's hitting me hard. I'm not drunk, but like I'm hot headed and I'm like a little bit like I can go to bed right now. I mean, I can feel it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's I mean it's not overwhelming. But uh honestly I'm feeling this a little more than I do most things. Mm. But uh I'm feeling good right now. I'm 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 feeling chill. You know, Stacy from Mihiran Bespoke hit me up. Uh, she sent me this picture of this um, bourbon she said we should try. Ooh, what is that? I don't know. Take it and look at it. The Character Presents Single Barrel Series Selected by Banash Liquor. Straight rye whiskey finished in Ambirana casks. Nary a heard of it. Hmm. Well, she said it was delicious, and I was like, yeah. It looks pretty good. And then she said, it's also 112.5 proof. She said, which is my jam. I mean, I have some high proof stuff up here. I have that uh, new riff, I think is just 114. Yeah, that's I have what, some high proof stuff. I told her high proof or not my jam. My jam is like 86 to 95. Yeah. Around that area is my jam. That's your jam. Yeah. You get over a hundred. I prefer strawberry. Ooh, I like strawberry preserves. Jam preserves. We already talked about the difference in that, right? I think nobody cares. <laughs> my dad cares. Your dad cares. Yes, my dad. My nobody listening to this dad. podcast cares. Your dad doesn't listen to this podcast. That's true. He doesn't know what a podcast. You care, is. and your dad cares. So Dave probably cares, but Dave probably already knows the difference. I doubt it. No, I doubt it. My dad probably doesn't know the difference. <laughs> anyway, uh, we should probably start wrapping this up uh, next week. Nate will not be here because he's going to be glamping. Glamping. Yeah. Yeah. Roughing it in the wilderness park. And it's more camping than glamping. Is it? You don't seem like a camping type of person. I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just scream camping. <laughs> People who know me think they they associate me with camping for sure. Because of your beard? Yeah, they're like... But then they realize you're the girliest person they know. <laughs> they're like, Nate loves insects. He loves being really hot and just damp yeah. all the time. You know, last time I went to this place, they have a like a, a warning on their website. They're like, don't wear cotton clothing because yeah. you will not be dry. And the entire time I was gone, I was never dry. Because you wore cotton clothing? Yeah, I didn't read that before I went. cotton underwear and had chafing the entire time, didn't you? <sighs> yeah. Did you wear your whitey tidies? Yeah. Yeah. And it was awful. It sounds awful. It's just going to be... The so idea of you in whitey tidies is... Well, that awful. part's great, but just being no. damp is the part... You and your skid-marked whitey tidies, man, just... <laughs> I don't wear no whitey tidies. <laughs> Oh, natural. <laughs> uh, but since Nate's not going to be here next week, we are due for our Insta Instagram Pipe Maker Club interview. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
this month is looking good. Yeah. I'm very excited about what I'm seeing. Well, we're going to have Jesse Culp of Oliphant Pipes on next week. We love Jesse. Yep. Met him in Chicago. Had a great time talking to him. Super good dude. Super excited to have him on next week. And we're going to be drinking, uh, not with Jesse, we're going to be drinking Old Granddad 114. Mm. Another high proof. I'm glad I'm not going to be here for that. <laughs> I'll have to drink both of our both of our servings. Drink two, one for me. You at least pour a little bit out. I'll actually pour two glasses and then refill them twice, kind of like we do. There you go. Yeah, and so I'll have twice the twice the whiskey. Yeah, and have a beer too. And have a beer too. In my name. <laughs> I won't even be able to hit the stop button <laughs> if I have four glasses of whiskey and a beer. Mm-hmm. I'm done for. But yeah, I, I'd be feeling great if I have four glasses of whiskey and a beer. be good man it'd be great jesse be like justin you awake (laughs) hello the end of the well guys you can reach him at pipes pours and pals at gmail.com you can reach uh justin when he wakes up at uh the coffee pot codger (laughs) nate's in the mountains but i guess you could reach out to him at uh at uh indiana nate i think that's where he's from and that's what they call him and uh, their podcast is called Pipes, Pours, and Pals. So I'm going to guess you can reach Matt Pipes, Pours, and Pals. I think you can handle it. Last 30 seconds is just you snoring. It's just me snoring out like a light. <laughs> then the music starts. I don't know how it would happen. You'd Editing to, in the post. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. <coughs> so yeah, we'll be drinking Old Granddad 114. No idea what we're smoking, guys. No idea. Um, I got to talk to Jesse about that beforehand to see if he wants to smoke the same thing mm. like you know twin over the phone yeah uh we'll see how that goes but the following week when nate comes back we're planning on drinking 1792 small batch bourbon mm-hmm. and smoking rat rays brown Clooney. looking forward to it so not next week not next week but the week after yeah Episode 71. I'll be smoking and drinking in the mountains all by myself. Will you? Well, other people will be drinking. Yeah. You taking a pipe? Oh, yeah. Yeah? You plan on smoking around the campfire and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, Brian is my buddy who's coordinates the whole thing, and he was worrying about space availability. So I'm not sure I'm taking the suitcase. I'm going to pack it, um, but I'm also going to have like a little bug out bag. So if he's like, we cannot fit this suitcase in here, dude, then I'm going to pack the bug out bag with probably actually Jay put a thing on Instagram last week that was like, if you could only pick five pipes and five blends that you had to take with you, like in a bug out bag situation. Yeah. I'll probably take those. Yeah. I mean, if you only, if you could only take one pipe, if you had to take a pipe that you're only able to smoke that one pipe all week long, what pipe would you take? Oh man. Oh, that's so hard. Honestly, this is not what I would normally do, but I would probably take a cob. Boom, that's what I was thinking. Because I feel like I could smoke anything out of a cob and it's yeah. going to be fantastic. I would probably take... Oh, which cob would I take? I, I actually have a country gentleman with a um, Vermont freehand stem that I've I've had for years now. And that would probably be the pipe I took. I'd probably take my Kingston Judge. So I, that's that is one pipe I'm super jealous of, and my Father's Day pipe. 
one of those two. Those are my two favorite cobs. The Father's Day pipe, I'm more jealous of than any other pipe that you have, I think. Because you, you can't ever get it again, and it's a beautiful little bulldog cob. Yeah. The Kingston Judge, I could literally go buy one for like $34 right now. It's a great pipe. But I'd rather just complain about how I don't have one. Yeah, kind of like a Bing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Mike was like, you know, they're readily available and really not that expensive. <laughs> they're like Nate. one of the cheapest pipes the Sabinelli makes. <laughs> you can get for under a hundred dollars. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'd rather just complain about not having one. Yeah. I mean, uh, it goes right with the territory. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I complain a lot. So yeah. Uh, Nate will be gone. It'll be smoking a pipe in the woods. Just communing with nature. Talking to bears. I freaking hope not. You're in West Virginia. There's bears there, bro. Are there? There are bears in West Virginia. I don't have to pack a gun. They have a bear hunting season in West Virginia. I'm pretty sure they have a thing on this website where you're not supposed to bring guns. Probably not. But I'm definitely going to bring one. Yeah. Like a good old American. Yeah. I'm just yeah. going to hide it's it. It's West Virginia. They definitely have bears. I know. I dated a girl in West Virginia. Really? What was her name? I'm not going to say her name. What color hair did she have? She had black hair. Black? Yep. Well, she sounds like a bee. <laughs> My wife hit her in the face with a sack of flour. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's awesome. Let's yep. hear this story. Yeah. Um, so. Let's call her Sarah. So Sarah and Sarah. Oh, no. Let's call her Rebecca. No, let's call her Jezebel. Jezebel? Yeah. <laughs> For this story, she's Jezebel. For this story, she's Jezebel. So what happened? So um, when Sarah and I were engaged, I don't think we were married yet. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, I was a counselor at this camp in West Virginia. and You were at a counselor at a camp in West a, Virginia? I was a counselor at a camp in West Virginia, yeah. What was the camp called? Uh, I don't want to say that either because it would be a dead giveaway. But it wasn't Ace. Huh? It wasn't Ace. Adventure camp? No. Okay. Um, but anyway, I was a counselor at this camp in West Virginia, and uh, the girl that I had dated was also a counselor there. Jezebel. Jezebel, yes. Yeah. And Sarah was also a counselor there. This is her first year there. And um, But you and Sarah were together. Sarah and I were together, yes. Not Jezebel was not a part of your relationship anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> there was no menage a trois thing going on there. Okay. okay. No. Um but it was it it was a source of um let's just say all the staff there knew about the tension because mm. you know I'm there with my fiance. I don't think we were married at the time, but anyway, I'm where I'm there with my new girl, mm -hmm. my my sweetheart, mm -hmm. and uh, my ex girlfriend is there, and we were playing a game with the kids where they had pantyhose full of flour, mm. and why. Uh, they were like shooting them across the field at each other. They're shooting pantyhose full of flour. Across yeah, they were the using field? a uh, like a water balloon cannon. Yeah, and they were flinging these pantyhose full of like just like a water balloon sized pantyhose full of flour. Why? And they were like trying to hit the kids on the other side. Okay. Well, apparently, supposedly, allegedly, on accident, Sarah hit my ex girlfriend in the face at about. 10 yards away with one of those <laughs> smoked her. She was running across the field and Sarah pulled back and shot this pantyhose full of flour 
and smoked her in the face. Hit a moving target. Hit a moving target at like full sprint. Uh, she wasn't at full sprint, but she was running across the field. Yeah. And Sarah smoked her in the face. Yeah. And so the rest of camp, everybody was like, Justin's new girl hit his old girl in the face with a sack of flour. And it was like a thing. Like it was a topic that was discussed the rest of the week at camp. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, like, I just have so much more respect for your wife. It wasn't on purpose, allegedly. <laughs> it was definitely on purpose. <laughs> but being able to hit a moving target like that, the yeah. fact that she can just smoke a moving target with a water balloon slingshot. Yeah. And that she can just totally field dress a quail yeah. in seconds. She is a tough lady. Yeah. Definitely won't be missed. She learned karate through osmosis. Really? Yeah. No, I just made that up, but uh, it made her sound way more legendary. But anyway, we have, this has been like such a weird, like compilation episode of just like a bunch, a smattering of a, a bunch of little things. Yeah. Sounds like a good time to wrap it up. Yeah. And again, we'll say you can reach us at pipespoorsandpals at gmail.com. You can reach us on Instagram at pipespoorsandpals. You can reach Nate at Indiana Nate. You can reach myself, Justin at the Coffee Pot Codger. And you can reach Slingshot Betty, Sarah, a.k.a. Mrs. Codger at Mrs. Dot Codger. I think that's it, man. Got think, anything else? No, I think that, I think I'm good, man. A good episode. You didn't run Shrek for me. Thank you so much. I do what I can. All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye, everybody.